This program is brought to you by Haymarket Books as part of our live event series. Haymarket Books is a radical, independent publisher dedicated to connecting social movements with the ideas they need in the struggle for a better world. You can help support the Haymarket Project by buying books at haymarketbooks.org and especially by joining the Haymarket Book Club. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and the Haymarket YouTube channel to access all of our upcoming events. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a incredibly special edition of the Breakbeat Poets Live. I'm your host, Kevin Koval. I'm in the building tonight with some of my favorite people in the world. It's a family affair for real, for real. Uh, tonight, you have uh, the, the real distinct privilege to see some of my favorite artists, some of my favorite humans, some of my favorite organizers. Uh, tonight in the building, you will hear from uh, Nyla Foster, Iman Loren, Jose Olivares, and Jamila Woods, all in support for an incredibly brilliant and new publication from Penelope Alegria, her new book, Milagro, which is out now, so you should buy it currently. Um, you will hear from Penelope at the end of tonight's uh, show, but we have, uh, it's, it's jam-packed with just uh, st- stars. And so uh, without further ado, we're going to, we're going to hop in. I do want to let you know a few things. Um, Please feel free to use the comments section of the YouTube live. Shout out Haymarket Books, shout out Breakbeat Poets, shout out all the people behind the scenes to make this thing possible. Of course, thank you to you, the audience, and thank you to all the poets for uh, agreeing to be here tonight. Um, I think, I think that's it y'all. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick it to my man, Jose Olivares. Uh, If you do not know Jose, um, I, I wonder where you've been in the last uh, bunch of years. But Jose, for those that don't know, is the son of Mexican immigrants. His book, Citizen and Legal, won the 2018 Chicago Review of Books Poetry Prize and was named a top book in 2018 by National Public Radio. He holds fellowships from many places, including Canto Mundo, Poets House, and Bronx Council on the Arts. Jose was awarded uh, the Author and Artist Injustice Award from the Phillips Brook House Association and named a debut poet of 2018 by Poets and Writers. He's the recipient as well of the Ruth Lilly Dorothy Sargent Rosenberg Poetry Fellowship from the Poetry Foundation. He is also nice on the mic from the great city of Calumet City, Jose Olivares in the building. Hey, thank you, Kevin. Shout out to Calumet City always. Uh, my name is Jose Guadalupe Olivares. I'm so excited to be here in support of Penelope Alegria's debut chapbook, Milagro. Uh, make sure you go get yourself a copy. It's a really beautiful book. Uh, I got to read an early, an advanced copy, and um, I really, really enjoyed it, really loved it. And I'm so excited that I get to hold it in my hand soon. Um, so congratulations, Penelope. Uh, it's it's excellent. I hope you you feel good and proud of the work you are doing. I'm going to read three poems uh, and then get out of the way. Thank you to everybody tuning in. Um, I thought to read this poem since so much of Penelope's book uh, kind of gravitates around family. So this poem is called Getting Ready to Say I Love You to My Dad, It Rains. I love you, Dad, I say to the cat. I love you, dad, I say to the sky. I love you, dad, I say to the mirror. It rains and my mom's plants open their mouths. My dad stays on the couch. Maybe the couch opened its mouth and started eating my dad. I love you, dad, I say to the couch. It's tongue working my dad like a puppy. I hear the rainfall and think the city is drinking or making itself clean. I am here with my dad in the TV and the TV drones on and on. So I'm not sure I hear it. My dad grunting and nodding, not the mushy stuff I was expecting. Neither of us cry, no hug or kiss, just a grunt and a nod. I love you, dad. I say to my dad, we sit together and watch TV. Outside it rains. My dad turns the volume up. The city is drunk. The city is singing badly in the shower. I killed the plant once because I gave it too much water. Lord, I worry that love is violence. My dad is silent and our relationship is not new or clean. 
I killed the plant once because I didn't give it enough water. My dad and I watch TV on a rainy day. We rinse our mouths with this water. Thank you. All right, this next poem is called Poem Where No One Is Deported. Uh, I wrote it because last year there was a book. I mean, every year there's a book published that uses deportation as like a plot device. Uh, so I wrote this poem, Poem Where No One Is Deported. Now, I like to imagine La Migra running into the sock factory where my mom and her friends worked. It was all women who worked there, women who braided each other's hair during breaks, women who wore rosaries and never had a hair out of place, women who were ready for cameras or for God, who ended all their sentences with, si Dios quiere, as in, the day before the immigration raid when the rumor of a raid was passed around like bread and the women made plans, si Dios quiere, so when the immigration officers arrived, they found boxes of socks and all the women absent, safe at home. Those officers thought no one was working. They were wrong. The women would say it was God working and it was God, but the God my mom taught us to fear was vengeful. He might've wet his thumb and wiped La Migra out of this world like a smudge on a mirror. This God was the God that woke me up at 7 a.m. every day for school to let me know there was food in the fridge for me and my brothers. I never asked my mom where the food came from, but she told me anyway, gracias a Dios, gracias a Dios de la comida, gracias a Dios de las mujeres, gracias a Dios del chisme, who heard all la migra's plans and whispered them into the right ears to keep our family safe. And this is the poem that I'll close out with. Thank you so much for listening. Congratulations, Penelope. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This poem is called Mercedes says she prefers the word discoteca to the word club. Shout out to my friend Mercedes Zapata. Give me words that sing. Ojalá is three chickens laying brown eggs. Hope has its own music, but it's behind a paywall. My friends are up to their usual shenanigans, drinking good wine and being sad. My friends don't get into trouble. Trouble wears sombreros and calls it a costume. My friends are traviesos y malcriados y sinvergüenzas. Let me translate. DJ Cash Era is making the wall sweat. Slow jams crawl through the speakers and our hips move like someone spilled syrup over the night. Mercedes is right. I'm always down to go to the discoteca, a word that spins on the tongue like a disco ball. Keep your clubs. Cops carry clubs. And in this poem, there are no police. Someone spilled syrup over the night. It was us. The moon is a chicken singing ojalá, ojalá, ojalá. Thank you, everyone. Yes, yes, Jose Olivar is in the building, man. Yo, Jose, love that poem. Love all the poems. Um, yo, there's there are no police in this in this YouTube live, man. You know what I mean? And uh, thank you, thank you, man, for representing lovely, kicking it off proper. Uh, if you've not already, please make sure you buy and support Jose's work. Citizen Illegal is required on your bookshelves. Um, next up to flex, y'all, we have an incredible young poet. Uh, Nyla Foster represents all of queer black youth and comes from the far south side of Chicago and she puts on lovely with her pen for those communities. She was a lot of the bomb indie finalist in 2019 and the winner of said event in 2020, which also uh, was it qualified her to be part of the Young Chicago Authors Bomb Squad apprenticeship program. Um, she serves as a medium of learning about uh, where her writing interrogates her own truths and uh, she learns with her audience together. Also, I should say that tonight is an auspicious occasion. It's a momentous occasion because uh, Penelope, who you will hear from, whose book we are here to celebrate, uh, is the current Chicago Youth Poet Laureate. But tonight we make a transition of titles and the new Chicago Youth Poet Laureate is also this next poet, Nyla Foster, Welcome to the Cypher, and congratulations on becoming the next Youth Poet Laureate in the city of Chicago. Thank you so much, Kevin Koval. That was probably the best introduction I've ever had. 
Um, I have two poems for you guys today. Um, number one, I want to say I'm so happy to be here honoring one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Penelope P. Love Penelope. I met Penelope P. in my first year of Bomb Squad, which was her second year of Bomb Squad. So, yeah. My first poem is going to be entitled Broke. Leaving school early was easier than saying I don't have it and been gaslighted and set on fire for it. You don't have $25 for gas, for me to get to work, for me to take you to the bus, hopping on a train, then a bus and another because I don't have it. But I have two last joints that once made my fingertips stick together. Now stick to another green. Reminds me how it all comes from the same dying rock, suffocating on gas to get me to my bus, to get me to school. I need school like the earth needs me. Without my last two joints in the shiny, small, resealable plastic bag, will I get gas to get to school to save the world? These palms inhales the two joints and exhales $25 and says, for travel. Um, that was, well, both of these poems come from um, this last, this last uh, year of Bomb Squad, which was virtual. And that was an interesting experience I got to have with Penelope. And although it was virtual, we still remained very close. Um, sometimes I would just call Penelope and ask her what she's doing, even though we were both on the same Zoom call. I did that before this Zoom call as well. She didn't answer. This last poem is called Big. Daddy has always been big. Big hands, so big they swallowed minds when we crossed the street. Big enough to hold my whole body and throw it over his big shoulders. He'd all he'd play basketball with the 40 plus year olds at Grand Cross and Park, playing with skits with skinny six footers. His five nine self always been big to me, especially when he stopped running and his grelly and his belly grew into something he'd always introduce as something he's working on. Big man always working on somebody something. If he isn't. He's letting out big snores from remodeling kitchens or bathrooms. If he isn't, he's letting off big steam from swinging, from swinging clubs and unearthing a little grass. If he isn't, he's crying big storms because his kids grew a little overnight without him knowing. And they say shit like shit or fuck now. If he isn't, he's cooking big meals for small groups of small mouths. If he isn't, He's smiling at anything on VH1 because their relationships make him feel better about his. If he isn't, he's trying to drill in my big head how much he loves me. He's so big. He don't care about how small he comes across. He's so big. He got a heart that resembles a sixth of his weight. He's so big. His smile is as long as a scar on his Achilles. Even when I speak on his M-shaped lining or his, or his smelly feet or his forgetfulness or his cheating ass, or his big old hands. And that's all the poems I have. And I'm really happy that you guys um, are listening with me or listening to my poems today. And I'm really excited to listen to everyone else's poems and continue celebrating Penelope and her book release. Thank you. Thank you, Nyla Foster. Make some noise for Nyla Foster in the virtual building, ladies and gentlemen. Nyla Foster, the current Brand new Chicago Youth Poet Laureate, which means Haymarket Books is also dedicated to publishing the chapbooks of the Chicago Youth Poet Laureates. So you will see at this time next year, a similar, we can anticipate a similar release for the great Nyla Foster. Now it's my pleasure, my privilege of introducing my niece, uh, someone who I love and admire. Iman Loren is from the South Side of Chicago. She is a Scorpio enthusiast. I don't know what that means. And a firm believer in Dorothy Dandridge's reincarnation. Iman uses poetry and playwriting to explore a philosophy of hood womanism. She was named Chicago's first Youth Poet Laureate, a former Kuma Lynx Performance Ensemble Slam team member, and a lot of the Nabom champion. Iman has performed in many venues, including the Brave New Voices International Youth Poetry Festival, the Chicago Hip Hop Theater Festival. She was a 2016 finalist for the Gwendolyn Brooks Open Mic Award. She's been published 
in the Breakbeat Poets, New American Poetry in the Age of Hip Hop, The Down Dirty Word, and elsewhere. She's been featured in the Chicago Magazine, Chicago Tribune, and WGN. She is a member of the YCA Teaching Artist Corps. Of course, her chapbook, Commando, which is fire, should be on your bookshelves. If it's not, uh, we will throw it in the chat so you could support and buy it. Iman Loren, welcome to the Cypher and welcome to the Breakbeat Poets Live. Yay. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> that bio. Uh, my name is Iman Loren. Um, yeah, that was a great bio. I'm also a podcast host of The Real Hood Watch Chicago. And um, I am super excited to be here. Um, Penelope, congratulations. You deserve this so much. We have talked many times and we don't have many powwows together. And I told you, what was what will go down and congratulations to you Nyla too you deserve this as well I will be reading two poems tonight um both of the slight new shit um both inspired by Penelope and I've had the graces of reading Penelope's book and I was really just inspired by you know how Penelope really paints a picture of the Chicago land uh, from just like what we assume it to be so the first poem I will be reading is titled Less. Chicago, a crafty caucus, we cocooned in, a kid's folded cot and cubby, we be the poster childs, the classes, the pastels, the pastillage, we be born here, we burn the bridges, the borders, the blues, crossing and cutting, our lines of Van Gogh, our skyline of Monet, we walk through, we paint the clouds. Our businesses, a bristled brush, a wave check in our back pockets, bless the waters, bless the running blocks and bodies, bless this city, this Midwest spill, a tarp on the pain, Chicago, the antique found and refurbished. Thank God for the job points, the items keeping the wells wet with words. How could we leave you? Our paper made mache. We decorated and party favored. Everyone wants to take us home because our house is a language spoken and understood by all. And this is fresh and this is the best. We beat the winds, the snows, the whites want us stuck as glue, tacky and leaving marks. Chicago, a command strip for the commandos and comrades on a cold walk. We leave all signs that something was hung here. We the sun outline, the color fading around us. We want our tent back. Give us back our four corners and our hustlers, our gods and his disciples, for we got discipline and ass looking for Wendy. So bless the OGs and Vaselines. We slick face, we quick pace Chicago. We love you. Your grease, your grime. We crime, we cram. We AM darkness on a lit train. So bless the quiet nights. Bless the next day with no old highlights. Bless the shade rooms, the Instagram feeds, and no the Fox rooms. So bless the alerts. Bless the disheartened and hurts. Bless this art. This free will fried in our wings, we saucy, we soaring. Chicago, a recipe we'll fight for, a reason to call our parents back because our rents depend on it. The rage, the rants, the rave, we infest the country. Chicago, a pile of glitter blown away. Cool. So, thank you. <laughs> My next piece, I am going to uh, read um, Ice particularly want to read this for Penelope because um, I remember when we had a talk at Bomb Squad, I would say maybe like, well, I forgot how long it was, but we was face to face. We're in the future now. And uh, she, uh, Penelope was just like, hey, I just, you know, I just, I just really just want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just really just like, I really want to do this, Ima. You know what I'm saying? I really want to have a book and write poems. And I was like, trust me, you got it. You will have it. And it just reminds me of the nurturing role. And Penelope constantly reminds me of my growth, of being a nurturer, of being an educator, and um, allowing myself to like fulfill the roles and the tropes that I love to reclaim for myself. So this is a new poem, and it is called For the Aunties. We done turned into the aunts now. Wigs and plastic bags under our sink and cases of Pepsi and RC by the bed. Vaseline on our elbows and never washing our faces, toning our necks and stroking upwards. We got stashes of quarters we try not to dip into, but still can't keep a venture card loaded. Our old niggas name 
named after weed. We used to smoke and still gives us rides to work with no gas. We give birth and brick houses turn building and attic bedrooms gone basement. We kicking future husbands out to futons and couches and asking for our keys back. We don't ask for rent, but maybe if you could stop by the store for us, writing our orders down on notes and shoot them over in a text. Ignore our OG's phone calls and mothering babies that ain't ours. Homegirl, a teen mom, baby mama, but she trying to go out tonight. TT got a shift off and ain't really in the mood to be dealing with no man. We tired. Got calluses all growing on our feet. Counting the days when polish will chip away. We booking appointments for real, for real this time. Going to aid offices and lying about our income. Dressing too cute for the corner store and back of offices. Lashes and lip gloss can make a whole day go by. Someone come to ask us to break them up, lay hands on them, grease the scalp or get their part straight and we sit, legs wide open like a breeze offering a seat in the in-between, playing songs we had no business dancing to, but we old enough now. All right. Thank y'all so much. I love you, Penelope, and congratulations to you, Nyla. Y'all deserve all of this. Yo, Iman Loren in the building. Yo, people have bars for real, man. You know what I mean? I think that's what that's what being away from one another, you don't forget, but it's just so refreshing to hear and to see everybody. So thank you, Iman. You know, thank you, Jose. Thank you, Nyla. And, uh, you know, Jamila is up next and Penelope. Of course, we are here to celebrate uh, Penelope's brand new chapbook that is uh, birthed fresh in the world. It's called Milagro. You can get it and all of the publications um, Haymarket's put in the chat right now. Uh, this is the fifth chapter of the Breakbeat Poets Live. I think uh, we are going to do many more. And so thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please stay in tune with us on socials at Breakbeat Poets uh, on IG as of recently and uh, Twitter, of course, and also stay in tune with Haymarket Books and all of the, what the poets are doing. Um, I know in the chat, the folks are also putting Poet Socials. Next, it is uh, my pleasure, y'all, to introduce Jamila Woods. Uh, Jamila is an activist, an award-winning poet, singer-songwriter whose inspirations include Miss Gwendolyn Brooks and Toni Morrison, as well as Erica Badu and Kendrick Lamar. As a solo artist, she specializes in an accessible yet non-commercial form of R&B that is rooted in soul and wholly modern, which can be heard on her albums Heaven and Legacy Legacy. If you don't know these projects, where have you been, y'all? Um, but if you are for real, for real, and, and I, I assume you are all giant Jamila Wood stands, but if you don't know these projects, uh, go to your nearest streaming service or better yet, go get those vinyls um, and support this incredible artist. Jamila is also uh, the co-editor of the second Breakbeat Poets volume, Black Girl Magic, in the building. Jamila Wood, y'all. Hey, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that intro. Um, I'm so excited to be here to celebrate Penelope. I love Milagro. And I am um, I think I always just remember in, your, in Penelope's first year of Bomb Squad, um, she was a sophomore, which was like very rare because it's kind of usually juniors and seniors in the program. And um, every day Penelope called me Miss Jamila, like very <laughs> officially. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to actually come with some like serious teaching. And But on a serious note, I feel like I definitely grew so much as a teacher having you in Bomb Squad and you really pushed me to come with some, you know, interesting workshops because after three years, it's like, what can you really teach Penelope? Um, so I'm going to read a couple poems. This is, um, this first one is kind of like an origin story. Grandma tells me to put a pad of butter on the soft skin inside my elbow where I burned myself, trying to take a hot pan of biscuits out the oven. The biscuits come from a paper tube. You press a metal spoon against the paper till it bursts, till the plump chunks of almost biscuit fall into your palms. It's fun to pretend you made them this way, from scratch. The truth is, this is something you can cook for yourself and your siblings when mom and dad aren't home, when you and your grandma are the keepers of the kitchen. The pan is surprisingly wide in your small arms and you misjudge the distance and the weight and the edge of the pan burns the soft part inside your elbow. Grandma says, water isn't the trick. Put butter on the burn. Grandma's recipes are always right. She didn't make me from scratch, but she was there, driving pregnant mama in the backseat, pushing the gear stick, speeding to the hospital, 
pressing her hand, a metal spoon against mama's belly, holding me in her palms, keeping me warm till I was ready for butter. That one. And then the second poem, um, I really love so much of um, the poems in the book um, are really beautiful portraits of Penelope's family. Um, and I love um, over the summer, one of the guest artists, Avery Young was saying like talking about poems as safe spaces. And that really makes me think of the way Penelope writes about her family and able to show them as complex people and other people show the, the complexities of them and still um, the humanity at the same time. So this is a poem called Daddy Dozens. My daddy's forehead is so big, we don't need a dining room table. My daddy's forehead is so big, his hat size is equator. So big, it's a five head. Tyra Banks burst into tears when she seen my daddy's forehead. My daddy's forehead got its own area code. My daddy's baseball cap got stretch marks. My daddy's pillowcase got craters. His eyebrows need GPS to find each other. My daddy's forehead lives in two time zones. Planets confuse my daddy's forehead for the sun. My daddy's planets confuse my daddy's forehead for the sun. Couch cushions lose quarters and the wrinkles in my daddy's forehead. My daddy's so smart. He falls asleep with the movie on and wake up soon as the credits start to roll. My daddy's so smart. He performed surgery on his own ingrown toenail. Mama was not impressed, but my daddy got brains. My daddy know exactly how to drive me to my friend's house without looking at no map. My daddy born here. He's so smart. He know the highways like the wrinkles in his forehead. He know the free clinics like the gray hairs on his big ass head. My daddy's so smart. He wear a stethoscope and a white coat. My daddy drive to work in a minivan only slightly bigger than his forehead. My, that's just how my daddy rolls. My daddy got swag. My daddy danced to single ladies in the hallway. My daddy drink a small coffee, cream and sugar. My daddy drink a whole can of Red Bull. My daddy eat a whole pack of sour Skittles and never had a cavity. My daddy's so smart. He got a pull-out couch in his office, got a mini fridge there too, got a cell phone and a pager and an email address where I can leave him messages when he's not at home. My daddy's not home. Mama saves a plate that turns cold. But when my daddy does come home, he got an office in his bedroom too. Computer screen, nightlight. Mama says she can't sleep right, but my daddy got work. My daddy at work, at home, in the attic with the TV on, in the dark, from the front yard, through the windows, you can see him working, glass flickering. My house got its own forehead, glinting, sweaty in the evening, while my daddy at work, at home, in his own area code, a whole other time zone. Thank you. Congrats, Penelope. Congrats, Nyla. Mila Woods. Definitely in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Make some noise in the virtual space for Jamila Woods. Also, let's not forget that Jamila Woods' pen game is ridiculous, right? And maybe if you are sitting alone to yourself, turn to your neighbor, your partner, your roommate, and just say a little prayer for her book that hopefully one day soon we might be able to read in our own poems with our own eyes. Um, we love the albums. We need the albums. You know, they lift our spirits. Uh, and we, we also want the book. So hopefully, hopefully one day soon. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time where we have uh, gathered to celebrate the, the writing ability, the incredible skill of this uh, young woman who, whose book, Milagro, is really just an essential, important American tale that is due to the diaspora, that has everything to do with the resistance of colonial rule and uh, the resistance of carceral capitalism. Uh, Penelope Alegria is an incredible writer who comes to us from, uh, you know, very close to the city of Chicago. Formerly, Penelope Alegria is the 2019 Chicago Youth Poet Laureate, a two-time member of the Young Chicago Authors Artistic Apprenticeship Program, The Bomb Squad. Her work's been featured in journals in in a lot of journals including not um la nueva semana 
uh, El Bisman Muse, a journal, the Breakbeat Poets, Volume 4, Latinx, which is available right now, as well as featured on BBC Radio 4, WBZ Radio Archives. She is a Brain Mill Press Editor pick and was awarded the 2018 Literary Award by Julio Randall, Julian Randall, and both the 2019 and 2020 Poetry Award by the Niles West English Department. She's performed all over the planet, including the Obama Foundation Summit, Pitchfork Music Festival, and other venues around Chicago. This fall, she began at Harvard College. You might have heard of it. Of course, today is the celebration of her publication, her brand new chapbook, In the World, that you can get today at this very moment called Milagro. Penelope, welcome and congratulations on all of your accomplishments and this beautiful, beautiful book. Thank you. I feel all the love and I know that it's silent right now because everyone is muted, but I feel the love from here. I am currently in Cambridge, Massachusetts in my dorm room, as you can probably tell. Um, and this feels like a very surreal night. I feel like this year is very surreal, but this night in particular doesn't feel real to me. Um, however, I'm very, very, very excited to be here. Um, I'm gonna read four poems from my chapbook today, which I have right here. It is beautiful. She's cute, she's pretty, she's gorgeous, and you should buy it. Um, I have four poems that I think not only encapsulate what the book is about, but are really close to my heart and poems that I have struggled to get on the page. Um, and I'm really proud of what they look like. So the first poem of the chapbook is a sort of origin story. Um, a little background, my parents tried really hard to have a kid. They tried for 12 years. Um, and that is the reason they moved to the United States was to have me. And so I always wanted to write about this experience, not even my experience, but the experience that was kind of passed down to me, um, experiences that, I don't know, family usually hand down to their children. Um, this first poem is called Self-Portrait as the Miracle My Parents Pegged Me For. Milagro isn't just my middle name. Milagro is a cavern echo of my mom's womb empty even after a decade or so of Lima's obstetrics and Cook County Hospital. For 12 years, my dad hugged my mom after post-ops and held her hand under fluorescent lights. 12 years of waiting rooms would make a pin cushion out of any other woman, but in every injection hope, in every surgery faith, in every stomach scar, a strong hand's resolve. God knows the head nod of my mom's Padre Nuestro, the crease of my dad's shut eyes under the Ashland Cathedral's stained Jesus glass. Milagro is the Spanish prayers finally breaking through the clouds. Milagro is the epilogue of my mom's nightly terror, of her old fear that her bloodline was dripping dry like a leaky faucet. My middle name is a birthmark some splotched skin, my parents' thumb for record of God's will. To see my parents' plane ticket to O'Hare, the one way they took in search of hope and doctors and firstborns. Just grab my birth certificate to behold a debt that can never be repaid. Just say my full legal name. Milagro is a three-syllable summary of eternal expectation, an immortal tick that bugs me to take the trash out, to finish my science packet, to wipe the tears after my friends fight. But it's not overwhelming. I grew up sacred. I was born with a halo. We're all a miracle at some point, and don't I know it. Thank you all. Um, this poem took a long time to put on the page, and I'm really glad to find a way. My middle name really is Milagro. Um, Penelope Milagro Alegria literally means miracle. My parents went there. They wanted the world to know, and now the world does know. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed that. This next poem I have prepared for you all is 
actually sprouted from Bomb Squad, um, which is a, cl- a place I'm so glad I had the privilege of being in and experiencing three times in a row. I feel like not a lot of people get to have such a good time with their summer and just sit down and write poems with a bunch of other dope poets. And I just got to do that. Um, And this poem emerged out of a workshop that we did, I think the first summer of Bomb Squad, it has since been reworked. But this was when Iman mentioned earlier, I was like, I really want to do this, Iman. I really want to write poems and I really just want to write. And I felt like I couldn't, felt like there was something holding me back. Um, And so this is kind of the poem that encapsulates that feeling of wanting to be an artist and wanting to be a writer, having something telling you no, it's not possible, not economically possible, not socially possible. Um, This next poem is titled, You Will Not Work Like a Donkey, Portrait of My Mom's Worry, after Charles White's mother awaiting his return. The slaughterhouse looms between the sea and the sunrise, is there before the day calls, when your art doesn't pick up the phone bill, when you trot towards the bus in gray cow intestines. I know your art doesn't need electricity until after it's shut off. Here's the hum of heat when it's finally cold and the factories are closed. Your art forgets on purpose. Before I moved here, before I met your dad, I used to live with the animals. I fed the rooster and walked the dog. I sat in a cart and made the donkey pull. I left the slaughterhouse because I hated killing animals, slitting their throats and peeling their skin. I know, everything is bright when you're young and getting paid. But one of these days you'll be old and can't sleep in. One of these days, There won't be running water to wash off the dirt head and crusting blood under your fingernails. I left the slaughterhouse, but one of these days, you'll recognize it's Dawn's shadow. I know, when your art doesn't cut it anymore, you'll know what it is to clock in and step on a chicken head. You'll know what it is to clock out and know the mule is next. Thank you all. Um, Yeah, I just want to say that when I, the first summer of Bomb Squad, I was like, what, 15, 16, very scared. Um, I still don't know what I want to do with my life, but I now know that it's not scary not knowing. I don't know. I feel like I've gotten my shit together, hopefully. But yeah, I have about two more poems prepared for you all. Um, This next poem is kind of in the same line as Jamelia's previous poem um, and what she was saying. I love to write about my family and it's a lot of what Milagro is about. It's a lot of portraits of my family members and I think the people I keep returning back to are my parents. Um, And there's this one family story that I just kept hearing over and over again. And it's the time that my parents met. Um, So my dad tells a story every single time. He says that he saw this cute girl on the bus ride home and he just, you know, hit on her and talked her up and followed her home and like asked her out of the day. And it just went on from there. Um, I like to pretend that it's a little more romantic than that. So I wrote this poem also emerging on a bomb squad, an incredible place. Um, yeah, this poem is called La Guitarra Yora When My Parents Meet. Y al ver que inútilmente te envío mis palabras llorando mi guitarra se deja oír su voz 
The day his brown eyes meet her brown eyes. The guitar hustler sings an off-key song of poverty as passengers swing on and off in Mikro, small green buses of Lima. His jutting headstocks swaying with a melody, serenading eyes that have learned to take no notice. His brown eyes have learned to take no notice. As vendors shoulder their way through the jungle of limbs shouting, Tamarindo Chicha Choclo, competing with him for spare change. The arms, legs, and heads crammed in the micro sway as a small green bus swerves around missing manhole covers. The putrid mist from open sewer lids wrinkles noses. Amid the overcrowding, the hustlers, the vendors, her brown eyes have learned to take no notice. So on this side, on the way home from the hospital where she is a secretary, when the sweet garbage stench washes in and mixes with the body odor of the guitar hustler shoving a jingling cup into her chest, she looks over his black hair as the city lights blur past. Her forehead glistens with humidity, droplets roll down her spine. Her hair frizzes like blonde cotton candy. Compressed in the aisle, her sweaty knuckles brace her to the back of a seat. And as the guitar hustler moves on, her stare slips. Her brown eyes meet his brown eyes. He's seen her get on. He's been waiting to say something, thinking of the right words as he sings along. She's the only blonde in a sea of brown and then a jumble of legs and sweaty heads and jutting elbows. His brown eyes meet her brown eyes. She responds by pushing her way through the people to exit El Micro, but there is something about her worth following. So he shoulders past at the marindo vendor, catches up to her on the street, grasps for her fingertips, and their eyes meet. The kiosk sells single cigarettes, and she doesn't even smoke. But there is something about him worth smoking for. She coughs, coughs, coughs. Her brown eyes meet his brown eyes, and the question marks exhaled from her lungs hanging in the air between them become ellipses, which he flirts with. Cansado de llamarte, con mi alma destrozada, comprendo que no vienes, porque no quiere Thank you all. Um, yeah, I just want to say that the way this poem looks on the page, you can't imagine my voice, but if you buy the book, now you'll get to hear it in your head every time you read it. Um, yeah, so I think I have time for two more poems. Um, awesome. I am going to read something that's not of my family. I like to write portraits of people I love, and I also love to write portraits of people I don't like very much. Um, and I, this is a poem about an experience I had when I went, I studied abroad in Brussels, Belgium, and it was a wonderful experience, but, um, you know, this is just a poem that I wrote. I hope you all enjoy it. Um, this is called Aiden doesn't talk politics on vacation. Things were different for Aiden. So when Amnesty International explained their human rights work in Venezuela, he leaned in, whispered, listen, I know this is important, but I don't wanna talk politics on vacation. Even though we were only in Brussels because we'd signed up to study world government, but things were different. So he couldn't tell how my skin grew too hot to hold, how I blamed the spicy mayo on Belgian fries and didn't reach for the Tabasco for five dinners straight. And because things were different, I didn't show him the boiling of my skin. I just bit my lip 
unhinged my retainer and my second tongue and doused them in Clorox. And because things were different, I didn't whisper back. I didn't tell him about my uncle wandering empty supermarket aisles in Caracas. And I didn't ask about Aiden's hungry relatives. I just picked on my calluses. And as Amnesty International wrapped up the presentation, I left on the table a Granny Smith peel of me. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, that was a messy poem. It's okay. I still enjoy it. Um, this last poem is a little longer and like the first poem, it's a poem I struggled to get on the page for a really long time. Um, and I finally got it done this summer at Bomb Squad. And can I just say, give a huge shout out to everybody who has been um, celebrating with me today, Jose, Jamila, Iman, Nyla, and of course, Kevin for hosting it. Um, everybody here has supported me from day one or from the first day that they have met them, Jamila and Kevin with the writing workshops, Jose Olivares listening to his poems and Iman always a source of inspiration and Nyla, my poetry best friend. Um, none of these poems would have really been the poems that they are now if it weren't for them. And I'm so, so immensely grateful. Um, I'm gonna stop talking before I cry. So this, this last poem is titled, No More Nuts Here after Natalie Diaz's No More Cake Here. When ice knocks the door down, I panic, shriek, let me get the cashews from the pantry because I love cashews. Though mom only eats almonds and nuts give dad gas, I should have grabbed napkins, but I thought the ice carnival would supply. I didn't cry about it until I was in the back of ice's red pickup squirming on prickling hay bales, crammed between giant toddlers and cholos with sweet taffy mouths. Ice's deportation parade trumpets out of the Chicago suburbs and into Logan Square. On board, there are bearded ladies and three clowns crowding the passenger seats and plastic pink dogs ballooning to the sky. Loose hay needles pour out from the back of Ice's red pickup as we prod through the city. The toddlers fuss for food and grow 20 feet tall. I'm bored, so I have dad humboleros. I give mom my cashews, but only five at a time. That way, no one notices my Ziploc bag forever bubbling more cashews. And I'll have enough nuts to last me until we reach desert or border officer, or whichever brands me brown first. Uncle spots the giant toddlers from his apartment and follows Ice's truck, coos up at the balloon dogs like cool clouds, clasps his hands behind the eighth wonder of the modern world. We draw quite a crowd. Everyone swoons over our hayride and abnormal babies until they get close enough to smell the hay. Then they yell, oh, so stinky, and throw perfume bottles and boo when we duck. Mom extends five of her cashews anyways as a thank you. I slap her wrist and say, no more nuts here. The toddlers and I pick at the hairy lady's beard and flick her strands at the tourists. Ice notices the carnival we've turned into and tells the clowns in the passenger seat to shoot. I force my cheek against the truck bed. I force dad to hum louder. I force the cholo's sticky mouths to join the choir without telling them the song. Only happy dun-da-dun-dun Saturday songs here. Together, we sound like the little bells and roller coasters we are supposed to be. The big little kids cry until they see revolvers hanging from the driver's window. This reminds us all of our cousins. So for now, everyone is happy to have a melody to strain. Ice is hungry and makes everyone empty their pockets. Pounds of pesos, receipts, gum, hair ties, lint, and a sketch of La Virgen haloed by English prayer fall. 
One officer tears my social security card, but not my magic bag of cashews. Gracias a Dios. After that, we wrap corn dogs of everything inutil and inedible, whip cotton candy out of our pocket litter. We look to the pink balloon clouds for redemption and stick each other with kisses until a 20-foot toddler sneezes away our family heirlooms. We are half a quarter country from Chihuahuan Desert when mom takes away my nuts de mierda. She says, I shouldn't have the cashews. Don't I see all the kids here? She says this transcontinental truck is shit. That deportation isn't a hayride, and I've dreamed it all. We were still home. Ice hadn't even come. The worst part is that I'm a citizen. The worst part is that I dream of ice raids when I can't be raided. The worst part is that I wake up every day under clean bed sheets. I think she's right. But maybe the worst part is that I'm still waiting for the door to be knocked down. The worst part is that I can still taste the unbrushable cashew tang. That's it. That's all I have for you all today. I hope you all enjoyed the poems. Um, and I hope you all read them in the book. Okay. Penelope, I'll agree. Yo, make some noise in the virtual site for y'all. Her name is Penelope Alegria. The book is Milagro. You already know what to do. Obviously, those poems are fire. So please, please go support this incredible young talent. The book is beautiful. It's necessary. I um, want to thank all of the poets who joined us tonight. So make some noise for everybody who spit, who read, who shared with us their incredible work. Uh, salutes to Haymarket Books. Salutes to the Breakbeat Poets. Thank you all for spending uh, what what a lovely hour that was, right? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, I mean, I, I would love this hour every Wednesday. You know what I mean? So get 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 right and and make sure you get um, you know some some of this literature inside of your home. Support the work of all these authors, all these writers. Uh, get with them on social media so you can stay in tune with what they're doing. Penelope, we're so excited that this work is now in the world and people have a little bit of insight into your work. And as so, you know, you beautifully stated in, in kind of that last poem, fuck ice, fuck borders, fuck 12, and praise to all those who survive and whose, you know, stories are a testament to that survival. Thank you all for being with us tonight and stay up, stay well, and uh, hope to see you all again very soon. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, subscribe to our podcast and to the Haymarket Books YouTube channel where events like this one are hosted live. And don't forget to check out haymarketbooks.org.